Listen, there's there's fucking man. What was I? I don't even know. I was sipping too much. Shit. This is like a re-record. This is like a fourth. This is like the fourth, the fourth go, type shit. I done, I done recorded and re-recorded and deleted and re-deleted and re-recorded and deleted. I done did it all type shit. But niggas is mediocre. Everything's mediocre. Internet mediocre. Life mediocre. Content mediocre. Content game is dead. Streets is dead. Everything's dead. Everything's lame, yo. Everything's trash, recycled shit. Yeah, that's my energy. It's October. Ooh. Shit is trash. But shit is trash. It's trash and it's all connected. So it's all connected trash. And it's your fault. It's my fault. It's your fault. We don't let too much niggas get away with too much shit. We've been giving too many niggas views. That's that's why this shit is fucked up. We don't let the wrong people dictate how you get a trophy type shit. That's why the game's fucked up. It's the wrong niggas in charge making the rules. It's the wrong niggas in charge making the rules. What's the, what, what's the what's the last fire Netflix show that you've seen? I remember Netflix. I remember the old days, man. I think we need to go back to the CDs and shit. This instant gratification shit. Like, the more I think on it, it's like, I thought we were supposed to be in a golden era. Nah, ain't no golden era. Everybody got the fucking internet. Everyone can hit upload. I'm pretty sure there's a way to upload films to Netflix. I'm pretty sure that shit's coming soon. They about to turn Netflix into SoundCloud video. I promise. I promise they're about to let you upload your shit. As you can tell, I'm 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 feeling ranty, man. I'm feeling rantish. I had to I had to Set this shit up. I don't even know how to pod anymore. This shit ain't a podcast, all right? It's it's a fucking Godcast. I'm tired of this. I have to separate myself. This is a Godcast. I'm tired of this shit. We got to, like, force... We have to, like, force the world into a golden age. Like, I really feel like that. We about to just flood the streets only with fire only. We can only talk about fire. Niggas need to stop talking about drip and all types of shit. Can we go back to the flames, please? Karen Civil out here running amok. They done got Robert Kelly ass out of here. NFL, crazy. Gabby Petito, Blind Laundry Search, Dog the Bounty Hunter out here running amok. Everybody going crazy. Venom 2 out. Come on. You got an anime signet for you niggas. One Piece. We about to get into One Piece. Sick of this shit, man. I'm tired. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. We about to just make the best podcast in the world. Fuck fuck it. 
don't even care. Four minutes in. But why? Why is why is shit so mediocre? Like for real. What's a fire show? I think the best show is the Ozarks. I'm I'm confident. I'm confident that like you could tell dumb niggas ain't they not mediocre. They not trying to do no mediocre nothing. The the niggas who make um Mind Hunter not mediocre. They're not they're not fucking around. They did the casting. They got the right producer. They got the right script. They got the right director, cameraman. They got all the right shit, yo. They killing it. We have to bring this shit back. Okay. I'm tired of this shit, man. Let's go. I ain't shit. Who is this? Don't ask, don't tell. Call fans, help promote my flows faster. Go sell, go faster on an even faster track. The hell and back, I'm playing chicken with a bunch of white kids and Cadillacs and black leather jackets. Like it's 
It's your boy, episode eighteen. I think I think I skipped the episode or something. I don't know. Episode eighteen and now what? It's your boy. It's your host. It's the guy, the God, the one, the only. They make rugs, and you know I, I I welcome you guys to this program. Um, this is a show for people that are looking for something different. You know, people who are are sick of mediocre shit, are sick of dumb shit, sick of of shitty taste, sick of it. If you want to hear the real, t- too many podcasters, they don't say anything. They don't pod. They just talk about their day. They don't fucking get into the shit. They don't, they don't have a voice. They're bought. They're just like the fucking news, and it's shit. Fuck them. This is now what where we discuss what's happening now. Um, we have a good fucking time doing it. Okay, that song was it's it's story time. That song is a song that I found when I was um, I was a young lad, a young guy. You know. It's, it's by an artist. His name is Miles Way. The song is called Serial. It's a it's a YouTube classic. It's 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 a classic. It's one of the things that inspired me to 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 do more, to be more, to be greater than I am. It was one of the first like. There's like a few times when you hear niggas just like kill the game, whether it's music, paintings conversation uh invention a fucking a art a, a video or whatever anything that can be created when niggas just kill that shit it's, it's it's dope it's dope when you could tell someone really tried to like push the boundaries of creation type shit that's that's fresh you know you deserve to be praised when i when i i thought this would be a golden era of of content and creation and and people having a voice and people being able to to come up with stuff and just create things you know because we we never had this much access to information and to just being able to press play on some shit being able to hit record being able to hit upload you know you would think niggas would try to put out their best shit their best is shit But they don't. Why is that? Why? 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 Why does shit suck now? Like for real. Niggas is lying to you. They want to lie to you 30 times and then still make you take the vaccine. It's, it's crazy. They'll This world... It's it's a crazy place where niggas just don't we don't take care of ourselves, man. People just don't take care of themselves. Niggas just don't give a hundred percent, and I don't blame them. It's all connected. I I wouldn't try my hardest. It, it's hard to try hard. It's a hard thing to try hard. It's a hard thing. You don't yo people have so much going on in their life. It's a hard thing to try your hardest, especially when 
you don't have to. You can still get a bag. You can still get by. They'll still let you in. You can still chill. You don't you can even play the game. You can even manipulate the system. You can even take a little bit off the top. I say this to say like we it's all connect, you know. I want to really like I want there to be a golden era of shit again. Because there was. We've been in golden eras where people try their hardest. I feel like we're in that now. Where people are trying their hardest. And I don't want to sound. But it's just. The powers that be. They should be searching for the best. And I feel like they don't. I feel like the, the systems. I feel like people are too okay with mediocre shit. Like, me and you, like, we're too okay listening to someone with a mediocre, like, thought pattern or a mediocre, mediocre content. We'll watch shit from bad angles, horrible lighting, bad acting, niggas do kiki, <laughs> this is funny. It's not funny. I bring up Mindhunter, I bring up the Ozarks. These are good shows, man, good shows, great, great acting. You could tell they really take their time to study the craft. You know, I feel like if you are net, like Netflix should be like a a coliseum of the greatest cinema. For real, you shouldn't just be able to get your shit on Netflix with just any rinky dinky old cast reusing scripts from a whole different show, reusing plots from a whole different show. And niggas is going hard over it. That show manifest. Bro, that's the that's the 4400. Go look at the description. It's another show that has the exact same synopsis and it didn't blow up the way the manifest blowed up. What's up with that? It's trash, man. Niggas have too much bias. Look at look at Karen Silva, man. Come on. Look at this shit. We just okay this shit. No one want to say, yo, that's crazy. Now, what the fuck is mediocrity and what the fuck do I keep talking about? Now, mediocrity, you can say this is like the state of accepting and living life according to what other people think. Average standards. In other words, just getting by type shit. Just doing the the mid-level, just what's required type shit. Many people around the world, they don't mind living like this. You know, they'll they'll pick the path taken by many. And they'll follow it because it provides security. You know, but when when you do something like that, you got to put aside your ambition. You do. You put it aside. You put aside your dreams. Nobody dreams to be mid-level you don't like you know what i'm saying if you live in america you don't go to sleep and think man i can't wait i can't fucking wait to be the fucking pencil pusher once i get in there and i'm gonna push those fucking pencils and i'm gonna push them good no one says that 
but you could survive like that. You'll never, you'll never prosper though. You'll never be greater. You'll always be just among the rest. Nothing you do will stand out. It won't. Nothing you create will stand out. You should never be like this. If you have ambition, never. If you want to be ambitious, never. You want to make an impact, never. So why do I say this? Because, you know, rejecting mediocrity, that gets you closer to, to doing big goals, big things. Don't follow what society says. Don't don't say small goals. Make big goals. Take small steps to get there. Don't be safe. Take risks. It's scary to take risks. You, it's okay to be scared. It's okay to be anxious about some shit. It's okay to feel like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. You can't freeze up. You got to have courage, resilience. You're going to be okay. Oftentimes, when you take a risk, you're okay afterwards. Maybe it may not go your way, but a lot of times it probably does. Stop stop doing what you should do and do what you want. That That makes you different. These albums that just come and go, they're mediocre. These shows that you listen to and you don't or you don't watch them, you don't remember them really. It's mediocre. When you meet people and they're just blase with you, it's mediocre. Now, a lot of you gotta you gotta take time. This this takes time. Time. Not hours, minutes, days, weeks, time, significant time. That's the most important thing you have in this world, especially now with the information age. Bro, you have time. Now, you can either try to improve yourself with this time you have or do mediocre shit. Watch television only. Go out drinking only. You should be, we should, we should be trying to read, gain knowledge, exercise, work on our health, eat better, start a business. You know what I'm saying? And you have to say, fuck what, fuck what, you know, mediocre people think. Because that's what mediocre people love to do is tell you what they think about some shit.
fuck what the common people think. Like, for real. I want people to hear it. Like, fuck that. Have a fucking dream, yo. Society is 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 average. So they're going to have average opinions. You don't want to waste your life, you know. I I I guess it's time to like get into a story cuz sometimes I find myself like just accepting shit or just like going with the flow of stuff and it sucks. I don't like it. It doesn't feel good what I'm doing. I feel like y'all be feeling that too. Cuz you be thinking like, "Oh, I have this to do. I have that to do." But there was like a reason why I was bringing up, you know, I feel like we're supposed to be in a golden era. It's because we have all the tools to be in a golden era. We have all the people that can make this a golden era. So let me tell you a story. So, you know, I'm in high school and my friend is, you know, they're they're showing me shit that I never saw before as far as like music wise. So, you know, that Miles Way song that I played earlier, that was one of the songs that, you know, I had been shown, I had come across. And the shit really inspired me because it, it wasn't mediocre. And like it, this is really deep. Like this is like a really deep story. And I guess it it it's it's crazy because you know everything is connected and i think everything is like a pattern everything repeats itself like things happen and i can see those things playing out in other people's conversations i can see the same things just like happening so i'm in high school i'm finding these artists you know our future miles way uh raider clan uh, goth money records metro zoo uh, you know etc like a lot of the southern like shit you know i'm in florida I'm, I'm 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 hearing this music renaissance as far as like the south is is concerned with like just this three six mafia infused shit and these cloud beats this vapor wave aesthetic tumbler wave tumbler this and it's dope it's cool shit's fresh and I'm I'm finding all this dope shit. I'm like I'm I'm Chester Watson's another like esoteric type, and I'm getting introduced to concepts like esoteric. I'm doing acid, shrooms, smoking weed, sneaking out, getting locked out. Shit's crazy, mayhem, getting in trouble, really doing bad shit. But in that, you know, I I come across. Things that are not mediocre, you know? Niggas really trying to to do the best shit. So I'm thinking like, wow, like music is really in a crazy place right now. Like this shit is like, like this shit has 2,000 views. A lot of the shit I was finding on SoundCloud, 2,000 views, 1,000 views, 800 views, 20 views, crazy shit. I get inspired. So I I pick up making beats. I pick up drawing. I pick up doing shit. You know, I'm in drama. I'm getting into the arts. We're going to get into that because it's crazy because that that quote, 
I, I bring this quote up, you know, a man meets his destiny on the road he chose to avoid it. I bring this shit up all the time, you know. Oh, And it's crazy because I guess my parents, they were both in the entertainment industry. And I didn't really know this, like, growing up. Like, I knew this, but it's just like, you know, when you're a kid, there's certain shit you're not aware of. And you're just like, it's just like a fact. It's just like whatever, you know. It's You don't really know. So... I'm just like, I'm not really trying to be like my mom and my dad type wave, you know, like, I don't really give a fuck what they're on, but I'm just not trying to be like that, and it's just weird, you know, I end up in Florida, I end up just like, you know, the totally opposite of what Brooklyn is, the anti-New York, anti-North is like Florida, Texas, places like that, so, you know, as I'm saying, I'm, I'm making beats, I'm rapping, freestyling, getting into shit. I'm using reason. It's crazy. It's wavy. Doing this shit so much. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm honestly like. I'm really like. Like, this shit is like helping me grow as a human. Like in creating, I'm starting to to realize things as I get closer. To like putting in those ten thousand hours. I'm starting to notice, you know, certain concepts, manifestations, visualization, creation, just like very deep things like, wow, like, I feel like the the universe is in me, you know what I'm saying? Because when you think about making music, you think about, you know, the story of creation, like, you know, there was nothing and then there was light. And then there was this and that and this and that and this. That's vibrations. So when you think about making music, that's vibrations too. Now, the process of making music is you put on your headphones and the silence is dark. Nothing. And what do you do? You add some shit. You start adding some shit. The light. The trees. The life. The water, the sounds, the waves, the ocean, the vibrations, all this shit. This is deep shit. I'm learning about Fibonacci. I'm I'm starting to to realize deep shit. I'm seeing how the similarities in, in your eye and the galaxy and how your brain's neural network is it looks just like the 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 universe itself. Deep shit. Fibonacci, you know, everything repeats itself. You know, close your hand and you see that circle thing. The same shit that's in a tree. You know? This is deep shit. I'm starting to get into actual projection. I'm starting to you know, it, it's the internet era. It's this is this is twenty twelve. Like, you know, this is twenty twelve. This is twenty thirteen. That's when I was like a senior, so um YouTube was was conspiracy heavy. Everything was a conspiracy or a theory or something. The Mandela effect, all all types of shit. Things was just going rampant. Nine eleven, this that, zeitgeist, aliens, Agartha, flat Earth, whatever you want to fucking call it. Things is researching some shit. I thought I was I was super woke. <laughs> 
type shit. The citizens disclosure hearing. I didn't seen everything. I didn't seen all the shit. CERN, Hadron Collider, whatever the God particle. Come on, DMT realm shit. Come on, manifest all that astral projection, the Akashic records, whatever you want to talk about. Alchemy. All of this, I'm learning this through music, like, and I, I don't, I don't want to say through music, but through creation, it sparked interest in other concepts, other things, and it made me want to grow as a person. I'm starting to learn about my pineal gland, third eye shit. I'm listening to Pro Era talking about because you know. In the process of making music, you're listening to music more. So I'm already on that wave where I'm hearing artists, you know, reference acid, reference all types of esoteric concepts. So I'm thinking, wow, this is like crazy. Like we're really about to push. Because if you put that in line with the conspiracies that I would be hearing, I'm, I'm telling you, crazy conspiracies. We're talking about the conspiracy of the sound frequencies on the radio type shit, where the radio only plays certain shit tuned to a certain, a certain frequency of discord, which is the opposite of love type shit. This shit gets deep. So in my learning about these esoteric concepts and learning about the state of the human race i'm starting to hear think like wow music and creation is a tool to advance people farther advance humans farther because i'm learning all this information because of music because of these vibrations i'm, I'm taking in it's changing my life i'm not trying to be mediocre because of the greatness that I was hearing. But niggas is not hearing greatness. So that's why I'm trying to tie it back in when I talk about, you know, the greatness. Tie that back to today and how I feel like people don't put as much effort into that end product. Like how they do, like that, how they used to. There was no rollout on the internet. You would just post your shit. It didn't, you weren't trying to get attention. That's not where the effort was put into how many views can we get this at. It was, look at my fire video. That's it. Because everyone wasn't really, you know, shit wasn't as much as a business as it was. Like, capitalism is a, is a, is a deadly sickness, man. It's a, it's a deep sickness. That shit spreads. Like, capitalism when when i say capitalism it's what will you sacrifice to get more money that conversation should never enter into art you shouldn't be sacrificing anything in creation god didn't say i'm 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 going to make the earth but not really going to make the earth, you know, self-sufficient. I'm going to make it so that it needs some other shit that's not even attached to the earth for it to even the function. Everything that's on this planet grows as, as it's all part of a cycle. You know what I'm saying? We got all types of crazy shit to where you, this shit fizzles out. It's like fossil fuel shit. Niggas isn't using the sun. They trying to dig for some some old oil type dirty shit. 
they not trying to get the pure shit. They trying to get the watered down shit. The fucking chemical additives. That's what niggas want. They want that lean. That molly. They want all that shit. They don't want to just smoke weed. They want the they want everything else. They want the dab pens. Niggas don't give a fuck. So we go back to the story. I'm making all this shit. I'm learning all this shit about life. I'm thinking, damn, like, that's why these niggas be falling to Illuminati because they not, they not aware. So I'm thinking in my head, let me keep getting this knowledge, making this music. When I have an opportunity, I'll be smart enough to recognize the shit, you know? And I can infiltrate. That's why I'm th- I can infiltrate. But there comes a point when shit isn't a fucking when you look behind the fucking when you get to the Wizard of Oz and you look behind the curtain and you realize who's sitting there. Oh shit. This nigga don't wait. This shit isn't about fucking how good you are. They don't give a fuck how much how pure the shit is. That's not no one's ever going to reward you. This Miles Way shit still has 6000 views. It's been 6 years. This is one of the best songs I ever heard in my life and this shit got 6000 views. That doesn't make any sense. I'm nobody and I found the shit. You trying to tell me there's niggas whose job is to find shit and they can't find this? That doesn't make any sense. You trying to tell me you don't want the best rapper ever? That doesn't make any sense. You trying to tell me I'm really on I'm really gifted, I'm really a YouTube sleuth? That don't make sense. I don't believe that. But it's okay. So I keep making shit. It's okay. We go persevere. Cuz I'm not into mediocrity. I'm not into that. I'm seeing dope shit myself. I'm seeing niggas that are dope at the top. At least I think I think niggas are dope. I'm thinking niggas is making all this shit up. I'm thinking niggas is creating. That's what I thought. Let's keep the story going. So I'm making shit. I'm making projects with this guy, with this guy. I'm I'm on SoundCloud now. I messaged Miles Way. Just feeling bold. Like, let me just message the greatest nigga ever. Just to see what this nigga doing. Cause when back in the back in 2012 type shit, niggas was still on YouTube on some searching for just videos. You know, there was still like a, a fourth wall to be broken between artists and you know the general public. I, I didn't just talk to niggas. I, you can just tweet at a nigga and the nigga quote reply you. 
Your favorite rapper will quote reply your tweet now. You could literally DM the nigga, yo, this nigga gonna reply. What the fuck? This shit, niggas have too much access. You guys don't, like, people aren't respectful enough to have this much access. The whole game is fucked up. The whole shit is fucked up now. That's the thing. Messaging an artist back in 2012, like, you was... You was really a confident nigga if you just send in a DM to a whole artist. Who the fuck are you? At least that's what I thought. I was like, there's no way this thing is finna respond. And like I said, the internet was like conspiracy theory land. So if you don't hear, there was certain artists that it was like, we don't even know who this guy is. Captain Murphy, Flying Lotus, it's the same guy. But there was a time where niggas didn't know who Captain Murphy is. And he was just rapping with with MF Doom and shit. Who the fuck is Captain Murphy? This nigga literally had a whole secret persona. Niggas was saying this all type of people. No, that's Tyler the Creator, bro. Captain Murphy, is that's actually Tyler, bro. That's, I, I would get into debates in the comment section about who Captain Murphy is. You couldn't just tweet him, see his whole profile picture, life, everything. This nigga talking every day. You're getting constant updates every two hours about where he is on Instagram. He's tagging the location picture. Here I am. I'm at Nobu. Just, I didn't know who the fuck anybody of these... Like Lil Wayne, when I was listening to Lil Wayne music, I thought this thing was a god. This thing was rapping like, this the dopest shit I ever heard. Like, who is this guy, really? I'm never going to meet him. Now you could just go on YouTube. You could tweet Lil Wayne. He might like your shit. That's crazy. So, anyways, I messaged Miles Way. Now, the point I was making was there was certain conspiracies for certain artists, if you didn't, if you stop hearing from a certain nigga, niggas would just say you died. So that, like, after a few like months of just no more Miles Way music, and like a few months turned to years, I niggas is in the comments like, "Yo, he died." Like, I seen that shit. I'm like, "What? Damn." Die type shit. Fuck. R.I.P. to the greatest ever. So I I messaged him one day feeling confident on on Southcad. Yo, are you alive? No response. I, I keep doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm still making my beats. A few weeks pass. You know. A lot of shit happens in between, like, these few weeks. And that's what's, like, crazy. Like, I'm going through all types of trials and tribulations. I'm arguing with my mom type shit. I'm trying to figure out what to do with my life. I'm trying to figure out this and that. I'm thinking, you know, I'm trying to be the best. I'm trying to be the best at this at this music shit. That's what I'm thinking in the back of my head. Like, I'm just going to keep making beats. I'm going to do this shit every day. I'm doing this shit every day. I stopped giving a fuck about schoolwork really like for real when you and it's not even that it's that i was hearing mediocre shit sometimes 
So I'm starting to make shit. And this shit sounding like fire as fuck. Like, this shit sounding different. Shit sounding cool as fuck. Thinking, okay, I got my own little sound here. I can be consistent enough. I can kill this. It's hard. It's not that easy. But I have some songs with some dope niggas. So, Miles Way, he eventually responds. He responds to my, my DM on SoundCloud. Um, so, we start, you know, talking back and forth. I'm like, yo, your shit's crazy. I guess he, like, went and listened to some of the beats on my shit. And he's like, bro, your beats are crazy. I'm working on a project. Um, you know, here's my email. Um, you should, we should, you know start sending me some shit i'm like oh what what the fuck this is like one of the craziest things like first of all i admire this nigga's skill like to this day i still think this nigga could body almost any rapper ever but you heard the shit go back to the beginning if you don't believe me go search it yourself miles way and go listen to his few songs it's like four of them they're they're good so we started trading shit i i started giving them beats basically like sending them beats and you know we're emailing back and forth and it's just like cool it's like cool as fuck i'm like wow this is like crazy as fuck so i'm i'm continuing and this guy he's like a perfect a perfectionist like a real perfectionist so i would sell them send him shit that he actually would rap over he would be like yo this is dope keep working this is this is back to the no mediocre shit for months i was trying to get this nigga a beat that he would fuck with hundred i i dozens and dozens of beats that i then sent this guy nah this is fire but nah this ain't it there's a few times in my life where I sent this nigga a beat and he sent me back a song. And it was a great feeling. I really work for that shit. And I feel like that's what music was. When I hear like old people, like, you know, old legends, they don't just be making a hundred songs to every beat that gets sent to them. These niggas would really go through the beats and pick the fire shit and make the fire song. Niggas wasn't trying to just rap on anything. You know how many beats I hear now that just sound like every other beat? Almost every beat I hear sound like every other beat I ever heard. And then the rapper comes with the same verse, with the same flow. Every genre has like the default rap. I I never in a million years growing up did I think that Niggas who just could fake create. Niggas is fake creative. 
why are you even trying to make shit if you just you just doing the motions that's that was so confusing to me i didn't understand this because to me i thought well first of all i was only listening to dope rap So I'm sitting here thinking, well, if I want to be a rapper, I actually have to be dope. That's what I, that's like the first thought I had when I'm making shit like, wow, this isn't that good. I got to keep making shit. But it seems like, like that thought that people have, that shit's gone. That shit's gone. These is okay with just mediocre shit. So. Fast forward, you know, it's a few years that we have, like, this relationship. And there's, like, I've done a few things now in music. And, you know, one thing led to another, and I end up in New York, like, a two years later. I'm, like, staying with my aunt. It's some fucked up situation how I even like got there type shit. But it's like back to that a man meets his destiny on the road he chose to avoid it. I was doing shit, you know, I'm not perfect, you know. I was I was doing dumb shit like I already said. I'm doing acid mushrooms, I'm doing smoking weed. My family ain't that's not cool. And you know when you do acid the next day, you are crazy. You ever seen a nigga that after your whole world get, imagine if you came out the, the, you know, when Neo came into the real world, that nigga was shook. It's been 2000 forever. You're telling me it's year 2135 or whatever the fuck. What the fuck? This nigga went crazy. Niggas is in tattered clothes, robots everywhere. Niggas is in a hallway only. Their whole existence is confined to caveways. That's great. Nigga, put me back in. Have you don't plug me back into this matrix? Red pill, blue pill. Nigga, if you don't put me back. Got me fucked up. I couldn't be Neo. I could not be the one. Like, if that's like what the real world is. No, I don't want to be the hero. I don't want to be. That's a, bro. That's a, these niggas was getting farmed by robots type shit. Nigga, we lost. If that's what it comes to, oh, well, plug me in. Don't wake me up. Blue pill. I'll take 10. I'll be there just like Cyrus, selling out the whole resistance. This nigga then gave them all the codes. Goddamn. But anyways, we making shit. All right, so I'm in New York. I, I, of course, I link with this nigga Miles. Now this is where the story gets like a little interesting. So I, I've, I've. Fast forwarded like a few, like a lot of time, time skip type shit. Um, we're we're make, we're linking and we're talking about you know because, like I said, with this music shit, 
when you when you really into like the knowledge you looking at everything so i'm looking at conspiracy the industry or just like and as a black person i think black people they have like this apprehension when it comes to being affiliated with a corporation it's it's the white man that's what we look at that as we look at a corporation if you tie to a corporation that's like slavery basically that's what we look at it as. So in hip hop, there's like this stigma of if there's a corporation attached to somebody's name, they want to say that's the Illuminati. That's what that that's what Illuminati means in black culture is, is you're funded. But niggas don't say that. They say all types of spooky, spiritual, ghosts, ooh, type shit. The Illuminati. It's not the fucking Illuminati. It's white niggas with money is giving you money. That's the Illuminati type shit. Come over here. I'll pay you. Just don't say this. Wear this. Look like this. Do what I say over here in this video over here that I'll come up with for you. That's the Illuminati type shit. That's what niggas say. They say a lot of other shit too. They say sacrifices and all types of crazy shit included in that. You can't talk about nothing woke. No. Um, you're going to talk about getting bitches. Um, you're going to sell this pack. Uh, you're going to sip on some of this lean pack. Um, yeah. You made it out the struggle. You know. You know, just regularly scheduled programming. Just, uh, you know, keep that up. We'll give you $100 million, okay? It's simple. Come on. So we don't... So we don't... We don't fuck with that. Black people really don't fuck with that. Hip-hop, at its core, we've been against that. That's what... That's what... That's what I... That's this, the vibe I was getting growing up. When it's 2012, it's 2013. Niggas is trying to use the internet. And I think something happened as far as, like, perception. Where it became very hard to perceive who's doing this independent, who's tied to somebody... Who's tied? Who's rogue? Who's who's rogue by themselves? And that's when you and when you get a little bit older, this shit turns into you realize this shit is jail. Every jail is everywhere. Jail is school. Jail is your job. Everything is just a nicer form of jail type shit. And what is jail really? A nigga is you not being free how you think you're free? Because there's this, there's this, we have this thing where this is the land of the free type shit. Niggas think they're, I don't, the actual word free, nobody is free like that. The Taliban, maybe, but look what you got to do to fucking be real free. And look what freedom encompasses. United States, die your fucking ass for everything. 
So me and Miles, we're discussing like music and just, you know, interactions because we both we both had had interactions with industry, the industry or people affiliated with the industry, you know, and we had a conversation this one time. And there were some artists that, you know, see, this comes the thing when I when I talk about it became hard to see who was funded or not. There's this thing in hip hop now. And this is like this is this is an art. This isn't content creation. There are people who pretend like they aren't funded. When they're funded. These are industry plants. These are people who the whole time they're already signed to a deal, but they try to have a a grassroots type build. But you're already you already have high quality everything with no fans. And that's just not realistic. That's not real. If you coming out with no fans, you coming out with a new music video and you come with a whole label, a whole team behind you, nigga, you're you're no, that's not real. And it, that's cool. You could be that, but don't pretend to be from the streets or from some grassroots type of independent type shit. So a lot of these people in music now that you see, their parents are in music. Their parents are in the industry and their parents just put them on. So me and Miles, oh, Miles, mainly he's interacting with some other artists that their parents are already in the industry. And they're on some weird shit. Now, I don't know what really what he meant by like weird shit, but just when I look around now at just the type of news that be coming out, whether it's just, you know, we going to get into this um, Karen shit. When you see people scamming, you know, these different cartels, these different, you could be affiliated with this person and you could have some type of fame because you're affiliated to this guy who's famous. And this person's so famous that just being known as someone who's friends with him would make you famous. Or, you know, my dad works here. He can talk to you. So the shit, like I said, it becomes, it's not about the art. When other shit, capitalism starts, when, when politics, when who you know starts interacting and shit, that's supposed to just be, or what you thought was some pure, 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 pure shit. But that comes to be naive, you know. That's that ignorance. So I say this to say, you know, that shit's disheartening. It that it's disheartening. When I read articles or I read this or I'm taking in information, it's like, you know, don't be mediocre. Don't be this, you know, of course. But when I say you got to you got to be able to see shit from other people's point of view, 
So I'm walking around and I'm, I'm, you know, whatever uncomfortable situation people be in, shit sucks. You shouldn't have to sell out to be, if you're dope, you should just be dope. If, if there's enough money for everyone, why is not, why are the dope people not getting paid? Why are the creators being stolen from? If there's enough money from everyone, why don't you just pay the niggas? Why don't you just give credit to the dope shit? Why don't you just show people what's dope? I don't understand. Why don't you just give the information? If your job is to go find some dope shit, why are you putting on your son who's not as dope? Just go find the dope shit and put that on. I don't understand. I would still do my job if I was an A and R or something. I would still try my best. It wouldn't just be, oh, let me go put my cousin on. Or maybe it would. Cause I don't know. I never I never I don't have no fucking shit to fucking put somebody else on or not. But that's the thing. I feel like that's mediocre. Like that's like taking the easy way out. If you're in a position of authority where you're gatekeeping some shit, you gotta fucking do that. What's what's the nigga's name in a uh, Marvel Heimdall who protect the Bifrost Bridge? This thing is a gatekeeper. He can't just let anybody in the Asgard. Like we we have to pick better gatekeepers or some shit. If like it's like the whole who are you gonna listen to the 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 who who has the power a child or the the parent? If you have experience in some shit or you've been experiencing this world. People are letting their kids tell them some shit about anything. That's fucking crazy. If you're a gatekeeper and some shit, you're supposed to have... You're supposed to not be biased. Once you on some biased shit, get the fuck out of here. Like, I can be objective when it comes to, like, a skill. Or when it comes to, you know, an art these is too biased, too afraid of destroying relationships and shit like that. And that's what I'm talking about. It's like, it's just, it's saddening, bro. And, and now look at this Karen shit. I'm like, fuck. That's, that's why we need better gatekeepers. And when we see some such shit happen, people need to call that out. Now, what the fuck am I talking about? Y'all not hearing this Karen civil shit? What what she do? She stole like 60K? From Joyner Lucas, that's fucking crazy. If if I pay somebody sixty thousand dollars to fucking do something for my career, it better be some shit that's quantifiable, and you better not jet set off and just scam me out of sixty k. That's a lot of money. I never even seen sixty thousand. This thing just got scammed for sixty thousand. That's why I don't understand this world. Niggas be getting scanned for millions. I, bro, you scanned me out of millions. That's not. That's not the same. Like, you, that's not twenty dollars. Like, you can't just scam a nigga. Like, fuck. Y'all, y'all looking at me like, who the fuck is Karen Civil? You talk about fire Netflix shows. Y'all seen Scandal? You know Olivia Pope. That's fucking, that's Karen Civil, a fixer, a hitman, shot us, 
hide some shit. So who the fuck is Olivia Pope? Now, if you've seen um, Scandal, you should know Olivia Pope is the best fixer in D.C. Now, what does she do? She is the invisible hand behind niggas' problems that just seem to disappear. Olivia takes on the biggest scandals of the era, all while trying to hide the fact that she's one of the key players at the center of it all. This is what I'm talking about. Niggas be trying to tell you some shit, hide some shit. Nigga, look at your closet. What the fuck? So who the fuck is Karen Civil? Karen Civil. American social media and digital media marketing strategist who gained attention for creating and running wheezythankyou.com, the website that Lil Wayne was basically using to respond to fans while he was incarcerated in Rikers Island. Now, this period of time is very, like, it's very monumental in hip-hop and rap because this is Drizzy Drake's ascension time. When Lil Wayne went away, that's when Drake took over. So if you want to know, this is a person, this is a very powerful person that we're about to discuss in hip-hop. Now, Karen Civil started her media career in college. She started developing fan sides for actor J.D. Williams and the group The Backstreet Boys. How? Now, she has these fan sites. The Backstreet Boys site came in third in a national competition, and the Williams site put Cat Civil in touch with the actor after Williams Lauder sought her out. So she did some shit, and the nigga, the industry was basically like, oh shit. Yo, they scooped her up. You come over here. Um, so after graduating from high school, Karen started community college but then she left to work for hot 97 with funk flex the dj you should know um she also worked with the diplomats shout out to dipset so in 2010 that's when this little wayne shit happens so after that she makes a little come up she starts working with Beats by Dre as the digital marketing manager. Now, this is 2011 to 2015. Now, if you don't know, the Beats by Dre acquisition by Apple, that was one of the biggest deals in hip-hop. Dr. Dre became a billionaire, the first billionaire in hip-hop. Karen Civil is behind the digital marketing for Beats. That's, that's big. She's she's one of the head key players behind the first billionaire in rap. So what else has she done? 
Um, it says here in 2016 she became involved in producing music. She co-produced a Wale song, a Lil Wayne song. She's spoken for Hillary Clinton sponsored Democratic rallies. Sus. Oh, look here. In, tw- in, in 2016, BuzzFeed found tweets from 2009 by Karen that used anti-gay and anti-Jewish slurs. The Clinton campaign responded, saying that they had no control over the speech of non-campaign staff. Oh, well. Boo-hoo. Sus. In 2015, Civil began building a playground in hate. What? A playground? Okay. Um, In Christmas of 2015, she also worked with Lil Wayne and Andre Bento to donate clothes, toys, books to 500 students at her live Live Civil School. In April 2017, April... I don't know what the fuck I'm saying right now. In April 2017, Civil opened her Live Civil computer lab at the House of Hope Orphanage in Haiti and donated 20 computers to the children. So that's good, too. This is that philanthropy shit. But don't get it fucked up. This is what niggas do. They do some philanthropy shit in some other country that costs $20, and then they go and do some other shit that's sus in America that scams the nigga out of $60,000. Don't get it fucked up. These niggas be doing this philanthropy shit for tax write-offs. Don't get it fucked up. These niggas aren't good. You don't just scam a nigga and then go overseas and help niggas. That'll make no sense. I'm tired of you niggas pissing on me and telling this rain. That's crazy. You, you, Fam, you niggas are so picky and choosy with your morality. I'm going to be a piece of shit over here, but over here I'm going to be good. Mediocre. This shit don't make no sense. In 2018, it was announced that Karen Silva would host the series Good Looking Out on Complex. The stated premise is to give millennial entrepreneurs an opportunity to receive advice from experts in their respective fields. The series aired on May 9th, 2018 and had six episodes in its first season. In December 19, 2019, she decided Los Angeles as being a source of inspiration for her work. L.A., really, sus land, sus. Civil then collaborated with Nissi Hupsel, R.I.P., uh, Samael Ashgadom, and Steve-O, the Marathon Clothing Smart Store. She was very involved in planning the t- April 2019 memorial service. Um, for Nipsey and read the letter from former President Barack Obama that praised the rapper for his work in the community. I I think she's stuck still. I don't give a fuck. You're not just scamming it. So I don't give a fuck how many computers you gave overseas. It's 20 computers. That's not even... Get the fuck out of here. That's that's you can't just scam niggas, Karen. You need to give the money back. Like, what is wrong with these? And all these niggas, you know what's sus is all. Look at all these scammer niggas affiliated with Joe Budden. I don't understand that. 
Joe Budden producing her podcast. It's on his network. That's weird. After he just got accused of stealing money from Rory Amal. That's what I'm talking about. These cartels, these niggas just do the same shit. It's all a pattern. The patterns. It's all just mediocre bullshit at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Every A lot of people are mediocre moving on to this fucking Gabby Petito case. If you, if you watch the video with that cop, it's like 40 minutes long. There was like so many points where like, if, I, like if you watch any type of like commentary on the shit, everyone has like the same, like obvious take. Like, oh, if they were black, the, there would have been handcuffs, and you know the shit wouldn't have happened. But honestly, that cop was just a mediocre cop. Like, bro, clearly there's some type of weird shit going on. This is like a a situation like. All of the clues that led up to you being called while someone's driving, like, in fucking Utah, like, on a, a straight-ass road. Like, you shouldn't be, there should be no altercations. Like, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. It is why it is white privilege, honestly. Like, there's no way you could just be beating somebody up in the car. They have scratches on them. Like, if that was me, somebody would have been going to jail. That's just that's just the reality type shit. And then, you know, that girl will probably see me be alive. Like, that's just what it comes down to. I don't understand why more people aren't, like, just saying, like, wow, here's another example of, like, just how the police in this country, like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. We literally, like, your, your job, like, that's... That, that's why they make, came up with these laws. Like, if you have scratches on your neck or if you have scratches on you, like, someone's supposed to be arrested for a reason because clearly it's already physical. It's getting to that point. So the fact that, you know, this this girl died and this guy's on the run, it's like, bro, they, the police literally dropped the ball. I'm not a police officer, and I feel like I would have handled that situation differently. I don't know. If I was, like, in the police officer's shoes with no training, it's my first day, I think I would be, like, I don't know. Like, she was, like, hysterical. The, this, the, the whole way everything played out, like, the fact that they let this girl, like, drive is crazy. She was, like, literally bawling, like, clearly not in a, a state to drive. It's crazy. It's crazy, you know. It's 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 crazy, you know. It's a sad thing, and when these when these big cases they get picked up by like news outlets, it's rough. It is rough. Like I'm gonna be real because just seeing the amount of like support, you know, from people, like what we choose, you know, it it sucks. There's like not an easy way to say certain things, but it's things that need to be pointed out. There's a lot of missing people, you know, like there's a lot of missing people. There's a lot of people that no one pays attention to and they fall through the cracks of the system or, you know, it just doesn't become news like this. And you see Dog the Bounty Hunter, you know, all this money reward to find Brian, all this stuff. It, it's 
it's hard being a person of color, you know, and you, you see, it's not like they can't do, they can't, clearly we have the ability to put the resources out and send the bat signals to find who we want to find or get the information when we want to get the information. And it's, it sucks being a person of color because it's like, wow, when it's, when it's us, it's really hard for them to, you know, get the resources together to, to figure something out for us. You know, it's, it's really hard to get the money spent to really get to the bottom of this. So, you know, it leaves you kind of jaded. And, you know, I see that's a narrative from, you know, a side is that who cares? Not that, you know, it's, it's sorry, a loss of life, you know, it, it's, it's just, if my fucking black ass was gone, you know, it, it would be a long time. It would be days and days before niggas even knew I was even missing type shit. This girl was missing for minutes and they was beep, beep, beep. For real. Um, you know, but, but like I said, you know, rest in peace. It's, it's a sad story. You know, she, she was trying to make her content. You know, she had a YouTube page up. She was trying to get her thing going and, you know, trying to live her dream. And that that was cut short, so rest in peace. Um, another, another sad story, um, you know, just before we, I just want to get this all out the way so we move on to some other topics. Um, you know, Maya Marcano, 19-year-old college student that was that's been missing for a few days you know there's there has been a body found and um you know last saturday orange county sheriff's office you know they did announce that they they found a body that you know with a purse and um they found in the purse her identification uh you know they're they're pretty certain of the identity um they have yet to confirm a cause of death, it looks like. And, you know, it, that's another sad story, too. You know, it's, it's, it's very sad when you hear that um, the the person that they think, the, the this prime suspect, or Armando Calabero, it was a maintenance worker at the, you know, the apartments. And he, he was found dead. He committed suicide. Um, but you know, there, there's been information released that he had made, you know, multiple romantic advances towards her and she had turned him down. Um, they also discovered that his key was used to enter, you know, her apartment that day, you know, so it's, it's, you know, it's looking like some foul play with this guy is is definitely definitely what happened uh, you know not the update people want to hear you know when we're when we're looking for missing people we want to find them you know what i'm saying so it it sucks it sucks hearing news like this you know rest in peace to anybody that's lost somebody in this time anybody that's experienced any like grief you know with covid and all this stuff it's hard it's hard. It's hard for me. You know, I feel it's hard to stay motivated. It's hard to stay happy. It's hard to stay, you know, on routine. But 
But you gotta do it. You gotta push. You gotta try again. Even if it's not about you know how many times you fall down, it's can you get back up? If I disappear, I'll be. Fu- I'm gonna get another episode out. Fuck that. You know. So we here now. We live in every day, one day at a time. You know what I'm saying? That's all you can do. I'm going to play a song. I think we need some upbeat shit. without uh facebook and instagram y'all was dead y'all was done i i never seen yo y'all really are new here to this whole online thing i think i remember 2006 runescape servers ddosed servers offline for hours type shit private servers shut down That's what I remember type shit. I had I had to go outside and do something. Do something else. Go read a book. Yo, yo y'all were calling AT&T? What the fuck? Nigga, it's just Facebook and WhatsApp. Niggas could not send no DMs to bitches. Yo, Verizon. Beep, boop, beep, boop, 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 beep. I cannot get online. Jesus, pressed. Pressed. For the Facebook and the Insta? That's crazy. I, s- I swore the internet was getting shut down or something. Niggas acting like Facebook got shut down. Niggas is using all types of terminology. I, I could never type shit. I never thought my favorite... Platforms are getting shut down because a little outage. You know what I'm saying? We've been new with this was hackers. It's hackers. But then some fucking crazy information came out in the midst of the fucking information shutdown of Facebook. Somehow, at the very same time that Facebook and Instagram not doesn't allow anyone to even go online, send anything, get any updates, amazingly, the Illuminati was exposed by journalists at the same exact time. Coinky dink, 
I think not. They calling this shit Pandora's box. When niggas start, whenever you hear Pandora's box in a fucking movie or a fucking anything, that's the last movie. I'm just letting you know. There's no sequel after the Pandora's box episode. There's nothing else. They're trying to go. They're they're done with this. Tomb Raider, you remember that? When she opened Pandora's box, when they, she was looking for all types of artifacts, all types of religious things, antiquities, caverns hidden under Atlantis, Agartha. She was searching for everything type shit. But when niggas started to search for a Pandora's box, Nah, we have to shut this down. No more no more Tomb Raider. No more anything. After that, after she stopped that, there's no other thing. That's like the end all be all thing. You know what Pandora's box is, right? That's where all the evil is. All of it. All the nefarious activities. So when they when they opened up the article with after Panama Papers, Pandora's box opens, exposing global elite. I said, damn. They done they done exposed the Illuminati on October fourth and ironically Facebook and Instagram shut down on October fourth. Weird. The Pandora Papers. This involves more than 600 journalists who together analyze some 11.9 million documents from financial services companies globally. Okay, people? They done analyze the receipts. All right? So let's break this down. An investigation based on one of the biggest ever leaks of financial documents on Sunday exposed a hidden world of shielded wealth belonging to hundreds of politicians and billionaires. All right. So we broke down millions and billions. Now we about to break down what the fuck these niggas be doing with all of the money that they can't count to. One of the largest ever global media investigations, the Pandora Papers, involved more than 600 journalists analyzing these million documents, 11 million. They found links between almost 1,000 companies in offshore havens and 336 high-level politicians and public officials, including more than a dozen serving heads of state and government, taking the money that you pay, every your money... This is what this is, people. This is your money that they take out of your paycheck. That is, this is how we pay, this is how people like this get paid. They're taking that money and other money that they've, and I don't want to hear, oh, 
we do other work you know what i'm saying like this is other work no you got your your you are an elected official you got your clout because you're supposed to be serving the people that's why when the black lives matter person wants to buy three mansions that's a problem you you can't you can't come here and make your whole thing about about what you're no you cannot do this you can't just take people's money not really do anything to help anyone and then just go live with rich people and just be rich you can't we just gave you this money to do something with it not to go hide it in another country so why does this matter people well to me it's not even like it's not even okay so the panama papers comes out it's naming all these people they're hiding money blah 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 that's illegal that's that's just one thing that they're illegal but it it begs to question like deeper questions like okay if they're lying about this what else are they lying about so when people don't take stuff like this seriously or they think that it's like it's not connected to you know other things that are going on to the in the world it it's it's is shady it's shady if if this guy is brokering deals with britain but it's fucking a whole nother country that means they have a relationship so while they're beefing on you know in the public eye they're actually trading money they're trading all these things there is no beef you know and it's just like it's just it's it just it's dishonest it's just dishonest you're supposed to be you know abiding by the rules that you set for the general population to live by like, don't be a hypocrite if you're gonna be the fucking president don't oh i'm the president so i don't have to uh, live by the rules that i set to you people that's for you guys you know this is a big deal like it's been out for a day and let's let's break down what's already started to happen at so what is this this shit is in military time 2144 so that's at that's at like 9 p.m or some shit 9 44 p.m lebanon's former prime minister diab says he gave up shares and company mentioned in pandora papers all these niggas are about to start dropping their press releases on how they're not actually still they don't actually we don't do business over there anymore that's what everyone's thing is going to be well we're not we don't do that anymore we sold that company already watch well let's, let's read this Named in Pandora Papers at 2030. It's so hard to read the fucking times for this shit. This is what living in America does to you. Oh, wait. No, I'm reading it backwards. So we have to start at 2.20 p.m. Pandora Papers drops. Isn't this around the time Facebook went offline? Two. Dun, dun, dun. 2.21, an investigation by International Consortium of Investigative Journalists. So that's the ICIJ. These are the people that do uh, the BBC and the Guardian newspaper in the UK, the Indian Express. So these are, these are top-tier news outlets that, you know, supposedly report the truth still. So 
They have, show me your credentials. Those are my credentials. Um, two minutes later, King of Jordan, former Britain Prime Minister Tony Blair, named in the list. According to the ICIJ, its secret documents expose offshore dealings with the likes of King of Jordan, the presidents of Ukraine, Kenya, and Ecuador, the Prime Minister of the Czech Republic, and former British Prime Minister Tony Blair. The files also reveal financial activities of Russian President Vladimir Putin's unofficial Minister of Propaganda and more than 130 billionaires from Russia, the U.S., Turkey, and other nations. The ICIJ says the leaked records come from 14 offshore services firms from around the world that set up shell companies and other offshore nooks for clients often seeking to keep their financial activities in the shadows. Now, why am I... If you work and and you're just you going to work like I work at a fucking coffee shop outside place, I don't need to hide that that's where my money comes from. Anyone with a who are the people that need to hide where their money comes from? Drug dealers and scammers type shit. Why is the president all doing what the drug dealers do? I don't know. If you get your money from being the president, what's the problem? You're the president. Why are you trying to hide it? I don't know. I only know a few people that try to hide their shit. Two minutes later, 2.24, Pakistan Prime Minister promised to... Investigate citizens mentioned in Pandora Papers. You hear that? The citizens. Prime Minister Imran Khan promised Sunday to investigate Pakistani citizens connected to a massive probe into the hidden wealth of politicians worldwide after members of his inner circle were implicated in the report. The so-called Pandora Papers investigation Blah, 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 blah. I already read how many people and how many papers. Um, let's see. Four minutes later, members of the Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan's inner circle, including cabinet members and their families, were found to have secretly owned companies and trust holding millions of dollars. Khan himself welcomed the findings on Twitter, saying they exposed the ill-gotten wealth of elites and accumulated through tax evasion and corruption and laundered out to financial havens and promised to investigate any wrongdoing. So look at this. World leaders all over. These niggas is tweeting minutes after these journalists dropped this shit. How did y'all read through the papers of millions, millions of papers and you're already making statements? That's the first, That's weird to me. It's 11 million documents, and all the presidents are saying, What? Sir, we have no idea. I cannot believe who. No, we will investigate. No. I'm sorry. It's not going to cut it. An hour later. Everything's quiet for an hour. No information. 3.48 p.m. More information drops. 
our records. Yeah, these date back to the 1970s, but most of the files are going to span from 1996 to 2020. So the the Panama Papers is 2.6 terabytes of data leaked by a defunct law firm now called Mossack Fonseca that was located in the country that inspired that project's name, which is Panama. Um, the latest investigation dug into accounts registered in familiar offshore havens, including the British Virgin Islands, Seychelles, Hong Kong, and Belize. So this information has been available since the 70s. 2.6 terabytes. That's a thousand gigs. So 2.6 thousand bytes. Gigs. Sorry, not bytes. It's like a billion bytes of data. 2.6 thousand. I think it's actually 2,000, like a ton. A ton is like a gig. Let's look it up. You gotta be, they be saying all types of shit. You gotta know what these niggas are saying for real. How much data? Okay, it's a thousand. So, oh, this is, this is information, this is, this is information, this is information. So, one terabyte equals a thousand gigs. It has been estimated that 10 terabytes could hold the entire printed collection of the U.S. Library of Congress. While one single terabyte could hold a thousand copies of the Encyclopedia Britannica. Okay, so let's go back. How many? 2.6 terabytes of data of financial data was leaked. Do you understand that? That's two. That's 2,000 copies worth of Encyclopedia of data. That's a lot. That's 20% of the entire collection of papers that the Library of Congress has. That's a lot of information. So for the past 40 years, 50 years, we've been collecting this data. Let's go through it now and see what y'all have been hiding type shit so 30 minutes pass Czech Prime Minister Babis denied any wrongdoing on Sunday in connection with an international investigative report that listed him among current and former world politicians and businessmen that have said they have used offshore financial structures sus an hour later Panama fears it could be hit by new ICIJ Pandora Papers leak. Panama fears the publication Sunday of a new expose about financial secrecy and global tax havens could again taint its reputation, which is seriously damaged by the Panama Papers scandal, according to a government letter released by local media. So when the papers themselves, what, see, what's going on is that it was 2.6 terabytes, so thousands and thousands of gigs of information was leaked, but no one actually read through it. So what just happened was 600 journalists have been going through the 11.9 million documents that were leaked a few years ago. And now they just, they're, they just 
released all the information. They combed through it all, and they're telling you the big shit. Who are the big people? Well, I guess they read through it all, but this is crazy. An hour later, Pandora Papers. Offshore dealings of Anil Ambani worth $1.3 billion leaked. A year after declaring bankruptcy to a UK court, the Pandora Papers report showed that Reliance ADAG chief Anil Ambani, along with his representatives, still have at least 18 offshore companies located in Jersey, Cyprus, and other companies. So this guy, he declared bankruptcy a year ago, and he still has a billion dollars. Because he hit it all. So it looks like the company was broke, but really it was all in offshore companies. Eight twenty-five p.m. Jordan's king among leaders accused of amassing secret property empire. King Abdullah II of Jordan came under heightened scrutiny Sunday after an alliance of international news organizations reported that he was among several world leaders to use secret offshore accounts to amass overseas properties and hide their wealth. Eight fifty-nine. Pakistan. The ICIJ said that the leaked documents showed members of Prime Minister Imran Khan's inner circle, including cabinet managers, secretly owned these companies. Trust holds millions of dollars of hidden wealth. Also showed the personal wealth of Pakistani military leaders. What's crazy is, I'm reading through this shit, and, you know, there's a lot of different information on here. Um, Shakira's on here, Claudia Schieffer, Italian mobsters, uh, Rafael Amato, who's been tied to at least a dozen killings. Um, this shit is crazy, you know? In most countries, it's not illegal to have assets offshore or to use shell companies to do business across national borders. So business people who operate internationally say the they need these offshore companies to conduct their financial affairs. But these affairs are usually tied to shifting profits from high-tax countries where they are earned to companies that exist only on paper in low-tax jurisdictions. So, you know, they're saying like, oh, we have to do this, you know, this is just what we need to do. But when you just look at the numbers, it's like, uh, a, a, it's 
very beneficial to do this you know what i'm saying you don't you don't really or do you need to do this or are you just doing this so you don't pay taxes it's like which one i don't know because you can still do business like regularly but you know that that's this is them this is they this is if you're looking for evidence of secret societies of secret this is secret this is all secret what more information do you need? What people need to start doing is what, what, what is all this money for type shit? Where is, where is it going? What are you building? What are you really amassing when you're buying this land up, when you're buying all this shit up? You know, that's what I'm thinking. And people are always, where do they, they're, it's just, it's just fucked up. This is the money that should be going towards social programs that should be going towards, you know, healing the world that be should be circulated back into business. Like that's what, you know, a mark of a good business is people when they when they earn money, they put it back into the business. It's the people who are funneling the money out of the business all the time, taking it for themselves. That's not good. That's not sustainable. So we need to start moving towards enterprises and people that are more involved in sustainability. Because the human race is in a dire position. He's just fucking around. We all love personal development, you know? It's like, how do we stop fucking around? Again, this is the last thing I want to talk to you guys. What are some questions that you should be asking yourself if you want to if you want to improve life? You know, cuz in the midst of all this confusion it's like what do I do? Oh. I think in life, you know. Like this is another thing, personal development, it's not there's no finish line to this shit, yo. There's no finish line. This is a quest that it's like one of them Skyrim quests where you can't beat it. You log in tomorrow, there's another update to the quest type shit. That's personal development. That shit, you cannot clear that out of your, your quest log, brother. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow. That's, that's that shit. Um, it's, it's useful. It's a method of assessing your own personal qualities and skills, you know. Personal development helps you to make some aims for your life, set goals, maximize potential. If you practice, you know, personal development, there's skills that you can gain to improve your prospects for employment, self-confidence, better quality of life, you know. It helps you make better life choices that are effective, positive, relevant to you. So you got to, you got, where do I start? You know, well, you start there by asking a question. Then you ask them yourself some more. So where can I help? That's, that's the first question. Getting some help inspires you to help someone else. So you get, ask somebody how can I do this? How can I do this? They'll help you. Then it's like a chain reaction. You'll want to help someone else. It's another good question. How would my process of growth be affected if I went easier on myself? Many ambitious people pursuing, you know, 
a better quality of life, you'll hear them. They beat themselves up whenever they make a mistake. You know, they maintain this attitude with themselves and they, they suffer. That, that, that's, you know, you can do that, but that does, that does help with you, you know, staying consistent. But you can't, you don't want to torture yourself, you know, getting beat up, whether it's somebody else or you, that's torture. There's no peace in that. So ask yourself, how would my process of growth be affected if I went easier on myself? Would you really fall off the wagon if you just stop beating yourself up? Is there another way? Maybe. Probably. What values do I live by? That's another really good question. Values are personal rules for yourself that help you make, you know, important decisions. It's it's very important to have, you know, a set of values so you can make informed, you know, decisions that are relevant to things that you think are important and relevant to you. But if you don't know those things, if you don't know what values you live by, how are you ever going to know what's a bad decision for you? What's a good decision for you? It's another good question. What is the most important thing to me? We all want stuff in life, but what what's the thing that you want the most? Like be honest, write it down. You know? What what am I willing to suffer for? You know, if you what you heard the the expression no pain, no gain. All all good things you want, you know, require effort. Sometimes effort can be painful and costs a lot of money. But if you want great things, you're probably gonna have to endure some type of some growth. And growth ain't easy. But you have to be you also have to choose. You know, you don't want to suffer for nothing. So why what what are you willing to suffer for? There's some things that you're willing to sacrifice. There's some things that you're not willing to sacrifice. If you're feeling imbalanced, like you're sacrificing this when you should be sacrificing this, get on board with yourself. Have that talk. Another good question. Does this have an alternate meaning? I think about that sometimes. I'll I'll experience something and I'll be like, Huh, this is like, you know, when you're like watching a show and it's like, or you're listening to a song and the lyric, there's multiple ways to interpret it. You know, there's double entendres, triple entendres. You could say one line and it means multiple things. That's, that's, that's life. Sometimes things happen to you and it doesn't just mean one thing. Sometimes you come across negative situations. And they make you feel angry and frustrated. And while that's okay, sometimes it's possible to have a perspective on that, that situation that creates, you know, more positivity, more growth. If you just react out of anger, you're going to probably miss out 
all the ways that you could grow in the situation. You know, that's that's where that I don't take L's, you know, it's learning experiences or whatever that that bar is. That's where that comes from. You know? Which cause can I live my life in service of? To have a meaningful life, you often need to live for something, you know, bigger than you. You need to find and pursue a career, a big goal. Success is not something to be pursued, but to be attracted by the person you become. You know, it's a side effect of pursuing a cause. People think when they reach the goal, that's what success is. No, if you chase a goal, success will just come as a byproduct of you chasing something. Whatever it is, it doesn't even matter. That's for you to decide. You have, that's why you have to set those values. That's why you have to understand what you're willing to suffer for. That's why you have to ask yourself all these questions. Now, consider your daily routine. You know, how far will you get in five years, in 10 years, in one year? If you keep doing the same thing you're doing today and you keep doing that for five years, what's going to happen? Just ask yourself that. I'm not, I'm not telling. You don't have to say it right now. This is, this is questions for you. You know, this ain't that door of the explorer. Say it with me. You got the kids shouting at the TV. Don't don't tell me. Y'all saw that video of um, Blue's Clues. They had everybody talking at their phones again, type shit. <gasps> Steve, this ain't that. Steve, I can't believe he did go to college. I remember I, <laughs> yo, I remember everybody was they was trolling Steve, yo. They said he was on drugs. That's what that's what I remember growing up. So when he said he left to go to college, I was like, What? Nigga, stop lying. He left that pack. I don't wanna hear it. But uh moving on. If I didn't need money in my life, what would I do with my time? A majority of us spend every moment thinking and working towards accumulating, you know, more money. We believe that lack of money is the main barrier between us and the life we live and, you know, the life we dream about. And that's just wrong. You know, if you start, there's little things you can do that you want to do that you could probably afford that don't cost anything. That's not about that. It's more about effort and energy. So, if you had all the money you wanted, what would you do? What would you do if you became successful and you had the money that you're saying you would want? Would you stop doing that goal? It's another good question. Where do I get my motivation? What's my muse? What makes me get up in the morning? You know? To become successful, you need to exert effort, apply dedication, be committed, 
to give this amount of attention to any one activity, you have to be like fully motivated by that thing. Like it has to get you excited. What do you think about it? What reason do you have to get up early? Or sleep late? When you find that thing that will make you cut sleep, get up early, you rushing to do it, pursue that. Another question. And where could I add more fun into my life? Life is what you make it. Alongside work, there has to be some time for pleasure. You know, it's not always about working. You have to take time off, relax. So what do you would like to do in your free time? Do you have hobbies? This is important. You know, I walk around with yin yang on a lot. And you got to stay balanced. You got to have fun and work. Am I ready to change? Self-development requires change. Change is uncomfortable, to say the least. You know, if change, if the change that is required is, is, is big, like if you have like a big thing that you need to work on, then that resistance to that thing, it's going to be powerful. It can hold you back from developing and, you know, you can self-sabotage, crash and burn. So ask yourself, are you ready to change? If you're not ready to change, you know, there may be some other things that you need to address before you start self-development. Because that, that's not always the first step. There's other things. Because if you're closed off to change, don't waste your time. What are some current positive facets of my life? So in personal development, it's not about being a whole new person all the time. You don't have to change everything. There's a few things that you could want, you know, to keep. They could be a big part of who you are. Don't think, oh, because you're not successful, everything about you is wrong. No, there just may be certain things that you don't do that could help. You know, some other things to think about. Are there any roadblocks that are preventing me from progressing? So a lot of times we let rejection, fear, all these things that occur to us in our past life that hold us back from experience, you know, the present to the fullest. We live in like this past life where we're just like accepting that we're no better than you know, some circumstance that happened to us or the opinion of what someone else said. So we we take that as truth. Oh, that's me. Or, you know, something scary happened. You think that circumstance is you. No, that's just what that's that was. That's just something that happened to you or that's just something someone said to you. That's not you. Where can I get some help? That's another good question. You know, path to success in personal development, that's that's rough. It's treacherous. You know, it can be difficult to navigate, you know, these things by yourself. Do you have someone you can trust? Do you have someone that can, that can you know, be there for you? This can be a parent, a friend, a, a spouse, 
a place, a facility. You know, if you if 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 you need a facility, if you need you know that type of help, go there. Do I follow my gut instinct? Most people get this gut instinct when they're about to make a critical decision. It will tell you whether to, you know, do this thing or not. And most in case, most cases, your gut instinct, that thing, that thing's right. So usually. Other goals, uh, other things. When you... Have, have I done enough to make what I want happen? Have I really done enough? A lot of times we have these goals, these dreams, these fantasies, these ideas, these these things. They come to us in a dream, in a, in a vision, and we saw it in a, a fountain. They can sip water and, oh, aha, uh-huh. I know what I want to do now. A week pass. I don't want to do it anymore. Did you even do enough? Did you even really work at this shit? Did you even ask for help? If if you if a pursuit of your ends in failure, who do you blame? A lot of people de- blame conditions, the rules, the environment, their teammates. They never look at themselves, fam. You did. You had all of this around. You didn't look around for anything. You t- did. You really give it your all. So these are just a few questions, you know. We 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 two hours in. It's been another episode of the greatness. Long episode, you know what I'm saying? It's October. You know, I don't want to make no promises to y'all about nothing, okay? You I'm, I'm going to try to talk to y'all again in this life. I'm going to try. I'm going to really try, okay? I promise. Okay, I, I said I wasn't going to make no promises. I started promising. But, yeah, it's been crazy out here, all right? Next week, or the next time I talk to you guys, I want the next pod to, um, this is, okay, so I am going to make some promises, actually. I am going to talk to you guys seriously for a second. This pod today is a little bit more serious, all right? We talking about real shit. Next pod, I'm going to try to see Venom, and we're going to talk again on, I think, Saturday or Friday. Yeah, Friday or Saturday. Actually, Friday. I like Friday. Yeah, Friday. We'll we'll see. We'll talk again on Friday. We should have new One Piece, new chapter of One Piece. I'm gonna talk about that. I might see Venom, uh, Saints and New Work Sopranos prequel. We gonna give you the review on that. Um, more music, fire shit out. Um, we got we got a lot to talk about. We gonna we gonna dip into entertainment on Fridays, but then on Mondays, Tuesdays, pod. I want that to be more serious. You know, start the week off with a uh, 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 sip of coffee, as you know, because they always say like, "Oh, you need to wake up and smell the coffee." Like, some of y'all need to wake up. So we gonna start the week out a little bit more serious, and then end it off. You know, fun, ha 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 ha, hoo ha for the weekend. You know, that's gonna be. Um, well, we do. We had we had two hours. We had the first two hour pod. Woo! 
Um, yeah. I'm going to end this off with a sleeper. Um, this is uh, American De- Deli. American Deli by Chavo and Coyle Ray. Side of the 